Looking for clarity and confidence when it comes to decision-making for your business? You've come to the right place. You're now listening to the Atomic Business Coaching Podcast. All right, so that was the smooth sound of Richard Butler from RageWorks Podcast Network. And Rich is our producer. He is our editor-in-chief, so we just want to thank him. So thank you, Rich. But I am Adam. And I'm Tom. And together, we are Atomic Business Coaching. Where our stories are your solutions. All right, Tom, this is your choice today. So what are we doing? Yeah, we got some questions to answer. We, we've been asking around for some questions. We have some really good questions that have come in. We did a question and answer episode several episodes back, and it was a lot of fun doing that. So we're excited to, to launch today's question. So yeah, are you ready to rock and roll? I'm going with the flow today, pal. You're going with the flow. All right. So our first question that's coming is, what are the most effective marketing strategies to attract new customers and increase your revenue? So marketing is such a fun topic, isn't it? These days, we've been talking to all these marketing people, and uh, we, we've been doing marketing of our own and developing what our marketing plan is going to look like and what, how we're going to do that. But you know, in our experiences, we, we've had a lot of experience helping other people to market their products, market their brand, and talk about what approaches to take and, and how to just get out there. And, um, you know, marketing is, is really, a, a, it's changed so much with the advent of social media and the impact that social media has had on things. So Adam, why don't you go and tell our listeners, what are some of the things that, you know, you've worked with people in terms of marketing and helping them to increase and get new customers? Sure. So, you know, I'm not a marketing expert, but obviously marketing is involved with Everything and anything that you do, whether it's in your business, in your life, I mean, you market it to yourself to get a date, you market yourself to get included in a golf foursome, you market yourself to get new customers. But the question that you asked was actually pretty interesting because it was kind of like three questions. Mm -hmm. So you said effective marketing strategies to attract new customers and increase revenue. That's three things. It's marketing strategies is one thing. Right. Attract new customers is another thing. And increase revenues is a third thing. Mm -hmm. it's nice if they all work together, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes right. your marketing strategies are there to attract new customers, but they don't. And sometimes when you attract new customers, it's not actually from marketing strategies. And a lot of times when you increase your revenue, it has nothing to do with marketing our customers. Mm -hmm. So let's break that down, right? When you're marketing, you have to really understand that you're marketing. And most people conflate the issue of branding, marketing, and sales. Mm-hmm. So one of the keys I, I always tell our clients is to make sure that you know what zone you're in. Okay, branding, and I'll simplify these, right? They're not technical definitions, but it's just the way that I have always thought of them so I can understand very simply of what I'm doing. Branding is telling people who you are and what you do. Okay, that's not what marketing is. You know, marketing is going out there and asking people for an opportunity to present whatever it is you do, whatever it is you're selling. So what's an effective marketing strategy is first something that's going to give you the opportunity to say, hey, I would like to offer you this product, this service, and I would like the time to explain that to you, whether it's in an email, whether it's in an ad, whether it's in an appointment. You know, one of the things that I say for my other business, my financial planning business is we, what we sell is we sell appointments, mm -hmm. right? So I'm not selling a product or a service or a solution. I'm selling appointments. 
So when we market, all we are doing is selling the features and the benefits of that appointment, not of the byproduct of that appointment. So I think the first thing is to really understand what are you marketing, okay? And make sure that you are marketing, not just branding and not selling, right? You can't market and sell simultaneously, right? You have to be able to market first so you can sell. So I think that's the clarity that you need to get is knowing that you're marketing. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And you're saying, you know, what you sell and and getting the appointments and, you know, but part of that too is 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 knowing who you're, targeting, right? Part of your target, we hear target market all the time. And like you said, we're not marketing experts, but we've had to develop our own, you know, client avatar and and the type of person that we're looking to ask for an appointment, right? Where you want to make sure that you have a focused approach in what you're doing from a target market perspective. And, uh, you know, I was looking at Forbes and I came across an article where they mentioned that one of the thing that this marketing strategist was explaining was the most important thing is just knowing who you want to buy your products or who you want to buy your services. And and we've seen that in all the commercials we've ever watched on television. They're directed at certain people, right? There's commercials directed at women, there's commercials directed at men, there's commercials directed at kids. And when you have a very targeted focus on who you're looking to bring into your business as a client or as a customer, it's important that you know how to market to them so that when you go to ask them for the appointment, you're already got an edge up because you're getting someone that should be asking you for, you know, for the opportunity to speak and have share that expertise. Yeah, and that, that client avatar is a really good tool. We've used it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use that inside of our 5WH program when clients are meeting with us. But attracting new customers and knowing the customer you want to attract is a very, very big part of that. But what type of customers do you want to attract? Well, you can determine that, but do they want it, right? Do they actually want whatever it is that you're selling or you're offering, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to make sure that there's there's somewhat of a need there, right? There's got to be an identify what's the thing that you can help them with. And and that's that's an awesome way of looking at, you know, let's have a conversation. Give me the opportunity to talk to you because you seem to have this issue or this situation or this thing that you, that could really help you out. And that's part of it, too, is right, is how do you when you market yourself and you market yourself a lot in networking events. We talk about networking all the time and how you're marketing yourself. Yeah, but see, I think that's not marketing, Tom. That this think- is my point. People conflate the issue. That's okay. not marketing. That's branding. That's telling people who you are and what you do. Uh, and networking. See, you caught me, Adam. You well, caught me, right? But look, we, I mess it up all the time, too. This yeah. is why I have to make a simple reminder for yeah. myself. See, and when people are networking, trying to market, that's not networking. That's marketing. Mm-hmm. right? So when you're in networking, you can be in the branding zone. right? You're telling people who you are and what you do. What you really want to do when you're networking is find out that about other people. You don't want to be telling everybody about you. At least you don't want to come in with the intention that right. my motive is to tell everybody. Your intention in networking should be to Find out what everybody else in that room does and see if they can be a resource for you or your clients. Not, can I sell you my shit? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what, unfortunately, many people who go into networking, they go in with marketing or sales. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be in the room with you. Right. You know, you're not a good partnership to network with. So, so networking sorry, is a way. Like that, 
No, hey, listen, I, I, listen, we we get caught up in it, and like you said, it's it's not it's not an easy if it's not your world, it's not an easy thing for you to mm-hmm. to understand, right? Marketing has become very new to me in the last five years, and and being a coach and understanding what that is, and I still make those mistakes. And right, you're right. When you walk into a networking situation, it's brands. It's all it's all brands in a room. It's it's how what do you do? What do you do? Finding out what those people's brands are. And then finding out a little bit more about them to see if they're someone that is a client avatar, is somebody that you want to be able to work with or to to use as a resource or whatever it may be, because you want to make sure that you understand walking away from a meeting like that is who's the who's that you can work with and well, collaborate then you know with. Who to, then you know who to market to, right? So you do Correct. the branding, so you ne- then know who to market. Exactly. And when you're in the marketing meeting, that's when you can discuss sales. But you, you know, with the client avatar and knowing your, your customer, that's a, that's a very important thing. But here's one of the ways to really attract new customers is, uh, Alex Farmozzi wrote a great book. It's very short. I think it's, he priced it for the least expensive you can. It's called hundred million dollar offers. And what he says in this is you have to have an irresistible offer. Mm-hmm. If you're going to attract new clients in your marketing, you have to have an irresistible offer. And what that means is, an offer so good that someone would feel stupid not saying yes to it. Yeah. Right. So, so that is a big part of attracting new customers. And then the third piece of of your or that that question, that person's question, there was increase revenue. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't you don't need to have marketing or new customers to increase your revenue. You can lower your expenses. You can raise your prices. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean I need more customers to increase revenues. You can become more efficient. You could add more value, you can increase prices. But obviously, most people are looking for new customers to increase their revenue. But be careful, is your increased revenue growth or scale? And we've talked about that many, many, many other times. You know, growing is increasing your top line revenue while you're increasing your expenses. Scaling is increasing your top line revenue while your expenses stay basically the same. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So what was the next question? Next question. So the next question was, what strategies can I implement to achieve exponential growth, parenthesis, 10x, while reducing my workload? So basically, how can I 10x and work less? Uh, And that's someone who pays attention to us because that's like our tagline. We help people to 10x and work less. So what are some, why don't you start this one? What are some ideas that you have? Around 10xing and working less? Well, Number one is we, we talk about this all the time is, is having a, a good routine and having a pattern and, and setting up a regular schedule for yourself where you understand all of the different things that you need to do and where you need to be at different times. Part of that is so that you avoid the burnout piece, right? So our, one of our key principles is, is getting away from, you know, from the stress and the burnout of things and not letting yourself burn out. And that's taking care of yourself and setting the time aside to do all of the things that you need to do to work on your business versus working in your business and preventing that burnout and taking regular vacations and doing those things are actually all ways to increase productivity. People see taking a break as, you know, stepping away and that that's going to reduce your productivity. But when you do it in a productive way, you're actually saving your mental well-being and you're helping to reduce mental exhaustion. And that's part of the strategy around how you 10x things is recognizing that there's a need to take a break when you need to take that break. Yep. That is, it's a very good way to look at it. You know, I would, I would, let me look at it a different way. All right. Okay. So 
you want to 10x and work less, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things that I do to do this, and I've had some of my other clients, is you, you put pressure on yourself, right? And I did an Instagram reel about this recently. It's called Parkinson's Law, right? And mm-hmm. basically what it means is that if you give yourself a month to accomplish a certain goal or task, that's how long it's going to take. If you give yourself a week, that's how long it's going to take, right? So if you want to 10x and work less, what I would first say is whatever goal that you have in producing this revenue and working less is give yourself less time to do it. That's the first thing. Give yourself less time to do it and say, I have to accomplish it in this minimized time frame. Mm-hmm. So Parkinson's Law, look it up. That'll give you a little bit more details on it. But the idea is when you have that pressure, there's an old proverb that's like pressure bursts pipes or creates diamond, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're in there, if you explode and your pipe burst, you're probably not cut out to do that thing. Well, then the way that you can 10x and work less is knowing I'm not cut out for this and I need to delegate it. I need to hire somebody else and find somebody else who's better at it. Mm-hmm. Or if that creates diamonds, right? And then you're cre- creating that revenue, you're, you're increasing, you're 10xing. Well, then, you know, you need to have more allocated time to do that. And I don't, I don't mean more like you just now, that's all you do. I mean that you have more focused time on doing that and you say, all right, I'm going to have more pressure to do these things. And maybe you gave yourself, I don't know, let's say a week to accomplish this 10x. And the next time you do it, you say, all right, I'm going to give myself five days. And the next time you say, I'm going to give myself three days. The next time I give yourself one day and see if you can continually recreate those results by working less. Right. You know, one of the things you hit on in the last question is about, you know, you don't necessarily have to add customers. You may just want to increase what you're charging for certain services and products and things like that. And, you know, one of the key things here is part of 10xing is also understanding your value and what you bring to the table and and demonstrating that you are this expert, you, this is your area, and that your your value is is very evident. And, you know, so many of our clients, they don't recognize their own value and they're working so hard to make X amount of money or they're working so hard to get X amount of things out of stuff. And the key is, is that you just have to demonstrate your value at times and see your own value and understand that part of your value is is what increases your, maybe your profits or increases your, you know, your impact on people. But it, it's, it, it will also lead to you having to work less, right? When I started... Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, I always say to people, especially when I'm managing somebody, like, I don't care if you do your job in 60 hours or you do your job in 30 hours. I'm looking for the impact that you make on, on the business. I'm looking for the impact that you bring to the table. And that's part of you demonstrating your value to me is, is what's the impact that you're making. And when you focus on making an impact versus just getting things done, you're going to also work less in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I, I did something recently this week with one of our clients. He's a coach. And we we started from zero and we got him up to $100,000 per year. And the goal was really $125,000 or $10,000 a month. So we got there, right? And that worked out to, he has 90 minute long sessions. It was $89 an hour. Okay. So a dollar a minute, basically. And that got them to that $125,000 an hour. So if you calculate 89 or dollar an hour times 40 hours a week times 52 weeks, that's how you get to 125000 So what I did is I had them recreate packages, mm-hmm. and instead of 90 minutes, it was 60 minutes. Same price, $89 for 60 minutes. It was not that big of a jump for somebody, and he could 
number one, work less. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he could do the same exact coaching he was doing, but instead of in 90 minutes, in 60 minutes. And now that took him from a dollar an hour, a dollar a minute to a dollar 50 a minute. We had a 50% increase in his revenues by just changing one little thing while he worked less. So that is a literal way that I just this week, maybe not 10x, but help someone to, you know, go up, increase by 50% and work two thirds of the time. Right. So we're on our way. This is a two-year commitment this gentleman has made with us. Not everybody does that. Some people do eight weeks. Some people do 12 weeks. Some people do a year. We have a boot camp coming out that's going to be three or four days. So there's a variety of ways to work with us. But this gentleman has a two-year-long commitment because he's trying to go from zero to $1 million with literally no business, no infrastructure, no nothing. It was just him and an idea. So it's going to take that amount of time. So I have 21 quarters to really get him from where he was to where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And these are the little steps that we take along the way to 10X and work less. Now, you're not going to 10X immediately. It's going to take a, a, a certain predetermined time. And this was you know, a, a two-year-long program. So for you, you could determine, well, what's my parameters and where I'm going to be able to do this 10X? And, and mm-hmm. what does working less mean to you? Working less for some people means that I no longer work weekends. Some people, I have one client of ours right now. He's working, I am not joking you, four hours per month. Four hours per month. And the business is doing a half a million dollars. So you have to determine that. And then you can use that Parkinson's law to start to test out the theory. Exactly. That's awesome. All right. So you had one more question. Yeah. We had another question that came in. This is our, the third question and we'll wrap up with this question. But how can business coaching help me achieve my goals and improve my overall performance in business? Mm-hmm. Ah, look mm-hmm. at that, Adam. We have an opportunity to talk a little bit about the benefits of coaching. Okay. Right. So, I mean, listen, you and I both have had experience with coaches in the past. Yep. I've had a business coach myself. I've had a life coach. I've had all different types of coaches in in my life. And I think it, and I still have some coaches and I think it's really important that we ourselves have coaching to understand what the experience is like. And I think part of the benefit of working with, with coaches that have had coaches is to know that we've gone through a similar process and we understand what the work is involved and what it takes and, and what it's going to take to get you to, from point A to point B. And I, you know, People are constantly looking for, all right, what's my return on investment for this? And what is what am I going to get out of this experience? And that's one of the big deterrents at times for people is they don't see that value and they don't see that experience. So why don't you tell them a little bit about the value that you know we as coaches offer and any business coach really offers to people? Yeah. So I'm, I don't think I'm going to go too far into what we offer, right? This is kind of yeah. what our podcast is mm-hmm. and what we do. And you can go to our website and, and all of that good stuff. But what, you know, like what is, what is coaching? You know, we, like Tom said, we've both gone through coaching, but coaching is really, it's a process to, to try to help you to improve your performance and focus and get to an ultimate result, right? I mean, that's, I don't know if that's the definition of it, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what, what you look at it, you know, developing skills, developing abilities. So everybody here has some kind of an experience with coaching. Okay. Everyone listening, you, you, either you did or indirectly your kids did or your friend did or your mom or your dad did or your sister, your brother, or whoever it may be. We've all had coaches in sports. Okay. 
So what is the purpose, Tom? I'm going to throw it right back at you. And the reason I'm throwing it back at you is because you were an athlete and now your son is an athlete going through things. So mm-hmm. what is the purpose of, let's say, your son's pitching or hitting coach? Yeah. So the, the goal is, is that that person is going to help you to formulate the technique necessary to make contact with the ball. You know, Andrew has a hitting coach and his coach helps him to bring out the best performance in Andrew that's possible with the skills that he has, but he enhances the skills that he has by teaching him different techniques, by helping, by practicing over and over and being there to constantly give feedback and so to give that, support. that for a second. Yeah. So not to get too deep in yeah. that. So you said he, he, he came to it with skills already, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So as a business owner, you're gonna you already have a business, and we don't work with people who are starting brand new businesses. That's just Correct. not our area of expertise. There's plenty of people who are much better at it than us of starting your business. We come to, we come in when someone has built a business, they've had success, they're generating revenue, and they're at their point where they can no longer do it alone, and they want to go from being like self employed and just have created mm-hmm. a really high paying job for themselves into being a business owner. So you've already. When you come to us, you figured out, like, I, I know how to generate revenue. Right. Okay. So you have certain skills. And you said when Andrew comes in, what do they do with those skills? They work on techniques to make those better, to so use those go. skills. So that's what we do. We work on these different techniques, okay, to make what you're already doing even better or more efficient and improve upon that. And then what was the second part that you said that you're doing? Enhancing the skills and bringing it to the best version and providing the feedback. Best version and feedback. So coaching isn't teaching. Okay. (laughs) So, so teaching is like, here's what you got to do. Go do it. Coaching is observing and reporting. (laughs) Okay. So we're observing. We give you these, these techniques and skills and everything else to do, but then you're observing like, okay, well, what happened based on that? Okay. When you, when you are teaching, you give someone a test and they get a score, right? And if they got an 80, they know 80% of the information. Well, what we do in coaching and what any coach does is you try to bring out the best in that person. You don't adapt them to what's happening here. You adapt what you want to have happen to them. And as you coach through that process, you're trying to now mold everything so it fits together. So the tactic fits with the business owner, the business owner fits with the business, all of that fits with the client, and you're constantly coaching this and observing and reporting back saying, hey, all right, so you did it this way, this is what I noticed. These things are untypical, and this is how we're going to optimize that, okay? And these things worked really well so we can continue that. And that's how we're consistently, over time, improving and bringing out the best in the person, the business, and the experience for the client. 100%. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. That was a great way to end this episode. There you go. Really good. So, anything else you want to add, Adam? Yeah, I was always everything else I want to add. I want to. I want to say. <laughs> I want to show my gratitude. So, you know, we had a twenty-first episode last time. Yep. It was. It was really cool. Some of the feedback I got was was about how impressive it was to be in the one percent, but not just for the podcast and everything else. I've heard some other stories that people were sharing with us of when they were one percenters, and it was just. I'm so grateful for this community that we're creating. Mm-hmm. And it seems to keep growing and growing. So for everyone who is listening or watching, I want to say thank you very much for that. And if there's anything that we can do, reach out to us directly. You know, you can get us on our email. It's adam at atomicbusinesscoaching.com or tom at atomicbusinesscoaching.com. 
So shoot us an email, ask us a question. We'd love to get back to you. Or as always, you can go to our Instagram, Atomic Business Coaching, and shoot us a DM. So we'll see you next time. See you next time.